Hello, I'm Chris Evans, the superintendent of Natomas Unified School District. Thanks for joining me. One of the reasons why we created our podcast series this year is to provide another option for parents to engage with us on important topics that affect their children. Parents can listen to our podcast in the car, at their desk, at work, or while they're taking a walk and get the information that they need to help their child become successful or remain successful. So let's get right to it. Today, we're going to talk about our new elementary report cards so that our parents can understand why we've made the changes, what can they, what they can expect will be different, and how it'll better equip them to help their child succeed. So I have two guests with me today, uh, both of whom were on the report card committee. Doug Orr, our Associate Superintendent of the Chief Academic Office, and Tanya Gerald, Principal at Paso Verde School. Welcome to you both. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So I mentioned that both of you are on the report card committee. Uh, I appreciate that because everyone loves being on committees. Uh, But this committee was really important because we launched a report card um, committee or report card work a few years ago, and it definitely needed um, uh, some adjustments and overhaul, if you will. So why a committee versus just few people in the room making the decisions? Well, there really is a lot of value in having different voices represented at the table because each person brings a fresh and a different perspective. So in addition to Doug and I, we had six teachers that were selected by our teachers association and four other members from our educational leadership team. Some of us had worked in different districts outside of Natomas, so together we were really able to share what we knew to have worked well and what did not. In addition to what Tanya just mentioned, um, we also contacted 15 other districts in California to learn from them about what worked for their report cards and if they had the opportunity, what would they change. It was really important for us to go beyond our peers just in uh, the Sacramento region right here and extend as far as Southern California in a couple cases um, and through the Central Valley so that we had a broader perspective to make the best decisions for our kids on these new report cards. I appreciate that. We, we do try to benchmark what other districts do and, and basically borrow and steal um, other ideas that are good um, and also get a chance to share ideas for all the successes we're having. Um, I know a lot of time was spent on this, so I wanted to thank you both and your committee uh, colleagues for the many hours and the days you put into this. Talk more about the process from the initial start to where we are today. It's important for our audience to understand the level of work that goes into work like this. We see the end product and we say, okay, that looks good, great, or sometimes people don't like what it looks like. But most people don't know the level of work that goes on behind the scenes to get something to the point that we can even talk about it. So you guys share? Yeah, definitely. Um, It definitely wasn't a one or two meeting type commitment. Uh, This took a lot of work. Uh, We started the discussion, again, uh, really heavy last school year. Um, Last year alone, we had over a dozen meetings. Um, we also had a period where we were, uh, we met now and then we met, we did research, we got input, we got feedback along the way from our teachers. Uh, we talked to parents, uh, through our PTAs and site councils and then other various staff members, uh, weighed in as well. Um, we did Google surveys even, um, for various parts of the report card. So, and then we'd come back to the committee and we'd talk about the feedback that we received We'd make some revisions, um, and we'd put out a draft, and we'd get some feedback. It was a commitment, and it definitely was a continuous cycle of improving the report card to get it to where it is today. That's a good way to describe it. Even now that we do have a finished product, it really is a model of the Natomas Unified continuous cycle. So we felt like our charge was not only to create an improved version to begin using in this school year, in the 1920 school year, but it really was to monitor and review the report card use after each report card period now and then over the next several years. You know, it's... um. 
we talk about uh, continuous improvement, and that's you know almost like education ease. We call it the cycle of continuous learning improvement. So for our parents, it's to try to keep this idea simple for you. It's so the the new iPhone came out a few weeks ago, and um, I think the software update came with with it. Even if you had the new iPhone or not, it was like OS operating system 13.0, and um, before they even launched 13.0, you could see in the web that they had already prepared 13.1 with bugs and versions they find. And then every once in a while they have to do 13.1.1 to fix something that didn't work. Uh, they're already at 13.2, and I think the phone's been out like three weeks, or the operating system maybe maybe four. Um, that's how we look at things. I think um, yeah. software is, is, uh, is a, a good comparison for how we try to look at continuous improvement. We're going to roll something out. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not going to work. Um, we want to make sure that you're comfortable in this district to try something. And if it doesn't work, you know you can tweak it and fix it. Uh, we even sometimes say failing forward. Um, so while our, our first report card process, which was done years ago, was out of necessity because the state had changed the standards and our old report card was totally focused on the prior standards that had, had gone away. Uh, we tried a version of, of this report card. Probably took a little longer than we would have liked to get to it, but now this new committee has has done like report card 2.0, and I'm sure there's going to be a 2.1 and a 2.2 as as we tweak it over time, make it better, and that's how we like to do something. So we really want parents um, parents want to know how is this going to be different for them because you know I know the first time we changed it. We got quite a few emails and calls like, how do I read this thing? What does it mean for my kids? So what do we want parents to know out of this new report card when they see it? It's a great question. I think um, initially one of the key elements of this process itself was getting parent input. I know that parents were really excited to be able to preview the report cards and have a voice, for example, in the layout of the standards and in the way comments were presented. I think another key piece that's really family-friendly is the descriptors that we put with standards. So the report card in itself is shorter in some ways and easier to read, but still provides more description. And it definitely, um, we know it matters to parents because they let us know. I can speak as a parent from that perspective and also uh, as a former teacher and principal, and even in my current role, that, um, you know, when you walk into a meeting, let's say a parent conference for the first time, uh, once a year or even twice a year, um, in that short time, you're going to get a lot of information about your kids. And so our previous report card had a um, just a litany of really good information, but almost so much information that it can make it hard to really focus in on what are the really key pieces. So um, a lot of the feedback we got from teachers and even from parents was, um, what do I need to walk away from this meeting knowing about my child? And so that's what we tried to focus on. We also heard that from the other districts we benchmarked with that um, uh, they had scaled back on some of their report cards to try to make it more user-friendly. Um, so that's one of the things I think we really were able to pull off. And um, so far, the feedback has been good. So, But we'll see. We're about to implement it for the first time. Yeah, so 29 years in education for me. And um, one of the things I know is um, we geek out sometimes on things <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, things that parents and kids have no interest in whatsoever. So I really appreciate that you guys in the committee spent time to talk to other districts and what lessons they learn and ask parents, what do you want to know? Because it's a balance, right? We There's... 
there's what a parent can read and understand. And there's also, this is a tool to help our teachers make sure they're teaching kids what they need to know. So if they're getting uh, report card grades, if you will, in third grade, that it also is um, uh, a way for them to make sure that kids matriculate or move to fourth grade but ready to learn. Uh, and the report card can be an organizer for, for parents and um, teachers to know that a kid's ready. So when should they expect to see this new and improved elementary report card? Yeah, so our, our parent um, conference week for elementary, it kicks off the week right before Thanksgiving break. So that's Monday, November 18th. So as parents receive um, and attend these re- their conferences, they'll receive their report card from the teacher, and the teacher will walk them through it along with other um, items to discuss about the students. Uh, but by that Friday, um, students should have them. Parents should have them in their hands by Friday the 22nd. And if not, they can definitely reach out to their school and um, we'll get them an extra copy. Great. And just for the parents to know why, why we're just talking about the elementary report card. Well, um, the, the secondary report card system, the A, B, C, D, and F model, that's a model that's aligned with our local colleges and universities. And so that's something a little different that we're not uh, taking time to take a look at and change because, you know, frankly, we have some of the best CSU, California State University, University of California eligibility rates in the region, if not the state, and we're really proud of that. But when it comes to elementary school, you know, when I was in school, you got an E for excellent, an S for satisfactory, and I don't, I think a U for unsatisfactory, (laughs) Um, I don't remember. Um, And so it's become way more complex for parents out there um, and uh, but we've tried to simplify it a little bit here and not have it be like the E, the S, and the U because, frankly, what does that tell you as a parent? Not not a heck of a lot. So um, I, this is great. I really appreciate all the time that you guys have put in with your committee to get this done. I thank you, both of you, for taking time out of your schedule because I know you're both busy to come in and, and hopefully, whether it's a couple of hundred or just dozens of folks that listen to this, if it might help them with the report card, I really appreciate it. Thank you for, uh, to everyone who was uh, tuning in. And until next time, take care. This podcast is a production of the Natomas Unified School District. You can find our podcast online at www.natomasunified.org or in the iTunes Store, Google Play Music, Podbean, and Spotify. You can also be the first to receive the most recent episode by subscribing to any of these platforms or by simply following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Natomas USD.